It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, that's what people tell me. That's the word on the street. People, welcome. One nor to the podcast on fire. 2020 annual Christmas special pub quiz extravaganza episode one of one the producers cut. Ken, you can shorten that in post production if you like. Completely up to you. Uh, my name, if you're wondering, is Tom KW. You may know me from my personal ad in Lonely Hearts column of the Express and Star, the bus stop across the road from the Shisha Lounge, or simply from any of the various podcasts I've managed to send into liquidation, including this one. And I will be your host and quiz master extraordinaire. For this evening's proceedings before i get to the quite frankly prolific contestants i've got sat across me in this virtual garden shed we're all hiding in away from our wives and loved ones so we can drink brandy smoke cigars and say booby and bum bum whenever we please i'd like to firstly wish the listeners a very merry christmas uh happy hanukkah a quirky kwanzaa or if you're not celebrating whatever it is you're doing you know just have have a funky friday or a freaky friday that's that's a motion picture. Yeah, thanks for tuning in and supporting the show this year. Uh, enough from me now. I've got some hopefully eager beavers on the other end of this Skype call I would like to introduce. So a Swede, an American, and an Englishman, and a Canadian walk into a bar. The Swede says, hey, don't you guys wish you were named after vegetables too? <laughs> thanks, Phil. Um, Firstly, I want to introduce... I need subtitles for that joke. My friend... Your friend, the people's friend, the man who normally steers this pirate ship we're all walking the plank on tonight. He runs SoGoodReviews.com. He's a dog lover, an apple lover, Ron Swanson fangirl, Mr. Kenneth Brawson. Hello, hello. Ken, how are you? How was you getting? Let me know. Let the people know. Well done on the intro. Uh, this feels uh, very relaxing to just let go of producing reins and let uh, the 12-year-old uh, kid uh, play in the garden shed. And you're doing 21. ever so well, sir. that's good to hear that's good to hear i'm glad that we can put you at ease for one night only buddy back to work tomorrow it better be one night only damn it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) next up we have the brains behind this outfit the man we always call in for an educated and informed opinion on hong kong cinema hallmark movie obsessive and the host of the podcast we at podcast on fire steal from relentlessly from east green west green mr paul foxy fox paul how are you bud Hello and happy holidays from the land of litigated democracy. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Christmas wishes I was hoping for, and I think all of us were hoping for. Am I right? Also in the room with us tonight, Jasper Carrot, enthusiast, fellow Englishman, all-round lovely individual, the man behind easternfilmfans.co.uk, Philly G Steak himself, Mr. Phil G. Phil, how are you, mate? Hey, thank you. Was that okay for you? Was that all right? No, it's 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 good stuff. Uh Jasper Carrot once threw me a Mars bar, but that's a completely different story. <laughs> we'll come to on to that one day. Yeah, howdy from the uh, UK. Uh, we're uh, currently on lockdown number seventy-six. Um Not the joys we are having, Yeah, yeah. The joys we are having, just finding things to do in our living room as we're locked down for perpetual months it seems like some kind of futuristic thing but you know we're here to have fun i'm looking forward to this uh, so thanks for having me once again from the thank good old uk for, thank you for your enthusiasm phil and whatever it is you get up to in your living room just go for it just please don't send me any pictures uh, last but not least 
extremely talented artist, the man who is in reality 54 years of age but looks 21. Overall, beautiful bastard, inside and out, Mr. David Lamb, a.k.a. Dr. Lamb, a.k.a. Lamb Chop, a.k.a. You've got more a.k.a.s than a Wu-Tang member, Dave. How are you, buddy? I'm swell. Thank you for that intro. That's, that's okay, Dr. So- Lamb <laughs> shall no longer be used. You know, a lot has happened since that are you, moniker. Are you a changed man now? Yes, I, I'm I'm a reformed man. I will now <laughs> simply go he's, by the name he's, of... He's Daddy Lamb. Daddy, I am, Daddy I'm just Lamb. simply David, and thank you for having me, and there's absolutely no reason why anybody should know who I am. <laughs> okay, thanks for all letting us know. You're, you're Daddy Lamb now, so your days of hip-hop are over, and you're going to record a, a lounge album of old standards, basically, is what I'm uh, expecting from you. That's uh, that's what I'm working on. That's right in the now. works. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to hearing that when it's ready, guys. So everyone's been introduced. Everyone, I'm assuming, is ready to rock. Does anybody need a peel to grab another beer before we get the family station wagon back on the road? I've been studying 1950s uh, obscure period martial arts musicals for this because I have a feeling it. That's might the first turn round. Up. It might that's turn the first up. round. That's the first round. I can't believe that you you did that. That was very. Um... <laughs> I just had a hunch that uh, you you and I were thinking of the same type. Your hunch of is trivia. right. Your hunch is right. This is what I like about us. You you know, but I, I kind of think it. We're like kind of you know Siamese twins that weren't inside the same womb, which is kind of separate in separate wombs, and we just came together and mentally things just kind of happened between us. Do you know what I mean? Are you feeling that too? You feeling that vibe? I don't know. Uh... Okay, gentlemen, <laughs> listen up. Take notes as this will be on the upcoming test. Four categories of questions from four different countries. Phil, can I get some? Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Thanks, man. Shout your... <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, shout your name to be given the chance to answer the question. There will be multiple choice. To spice things up and make proceedings a bit more exciting... It's two points if you answer the question correctly before I read the multiple choice. One point if you answer using the multiple choice. And you lose a point if you shout an incorrect answer before I've announced the multiple choice options. You've learned from my prior reign as <laughs> quiz master that you don't jump the gun. I didn't give you... Well, I, well, I deducted points every now and again to you. Tom, because you never behaved. Only me, yeah. So I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of payback. Uh, Still, I think uh, <laughs> you. We haven't played this um, where, where we like alternated hosts because uh, one year you won, so logically next year we should have like had you host. But maybe the year after we didn't do a trivia thing. So I think that you and Phil are like reigning champions. So next year maybe Phil should host a trivia to make up for you know i think so as well yeah like a past win if you will so uh so you 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 are both uh, reigning uh reigning champions well deserved yeah i'm actually busy that year phil unfortunately i'm sorry to say (laughs) the whole of december um i've got things going on Uh, uh, uh yeah make sure you don't win this one uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay. <laughs> uh, no okay. So yeah, we went over the the rules. Uh, there's a maximum of forty points to score, an unlimited amount to lose, including your home, dignity, and underpants, preferably all at the same time. If you answer a question incorrectly, you are frozen until the next person to shout has had their turn. You dig? Strictly prison rules. And yes, I can be bought with cigarettes, shanks, or fumbles in the showers. I'm looking at you, Kenny, for that latter one. What a heart, a heart throb. Uh, gentlemen, are we ready? 
Hey kids, <laughs> hope you're enjoying the show so far. Be sure to uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel of me um, playing in my Spider-Man costume, bringing in the big books. Can I just do an unscheduled uh, thing that I just uh, thought of and uh, should have remembered uh, a little bit earlier? Um, uh, a shout out to our um, our uh, podcast brother, uh, Todd Statman, uh, in all seriousness, who's actually, uh, uh, he's got uh, COVID, uh, which I found out a couple of days ago. And uh, his wife, Lisa, uh, well, it was okay with me sharing it, so I just wanted to throw out some positivity and uh, hope uh, hope Todd uh, 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 regains health uh, very soon, trying to beat this very real illness. So, uh, but the show must go on, as we talked of, and um, he uh, his wife wanted me to forward this as soon as it was done because uh, he was looking forward to uh, to participate, and uh, I'm sure uh, he's gonna look forward to um, listening to this. Um, when he can so shout out to todd and uh we miss you brother yeah big yeah, shout out to todd you. love you yeah. dude and uh hope you get better hope yeah, everything get well soon todd go on lad. Good in the, the end for your bud um yeah the uh apocalypse is not over yet but we're we're kind of working through it and uh we will get we'll get we'll get through it basically we will get to the end of it intact um i know we all have the power yeah, and we're rational, responsible persons, and they'll they'll get us through this. Through this, you know, maybe not on the podcast. We'll, we'll, no. maybe we're not rational, responsible here, but uh, there's going to be no rationality tonight whatsoever. Uh, gentlemen, are we ready? Sure thing. It's morphing time. Round one. We have, unsurprisingly, not what you said, Ken. Sorry, Hong Kong slash Chinese cinema. Know nothing about it. Uh, I think Ken. <laughs> I think Indeed. Ken knows more about Hong Kong cinema than we've all forgotten. Is that how you say it? I don't know, something yeah. like that. So Hong Kong Chinese cinema is like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Yes. Yes. Anything I say, just take it as a compliment, Ken. Honestly, don't worry. I hate you. All <laughs> it's all in it's all in jest. Don't worry. It's a compliment. Um, okay. Question one. Are we ready? Yep. Which Guaylo Stuntman was hit in the head with an axe during the shooting of 1988's The Inspector Wears Skirts. B. Logan. Dave, you gotta say your name, dude. <laughs> His name is Bay Logan. Oh, <laughs> I am there. Bay oh, uh, Logan. Bay, did you want to answer the question? Or are you just letting people know what your name is? Uh, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'm just getting the hang of the game. Okay. Was that just a practice? Practice one. Okay, so I'm guessing that's going to be multiple choice then. I'm going to go to that now. A, Mark King. B, Jeff Falcon. C, Brad Allen. Ken. Ken, yes. I'm taking a shot in the dark here. B, Jeff Falcon. You are right, my friend. Well done. Well done. Yep, it was Jeff on the receiving end, and it was good old Carl Rahoy you mistook him for potential lumber. I don't remember him in it, but it was just like who were around, who was around in 1988. Uh, but 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 I wouldn't be able to grab it from from deep memory. Good effort. I'm liking it. I'm liking the kind of thought process there, dude. Uh, question two: Which 2018 Chinese action drama did Bruce Willis star in? Keep track of your Bruce Willis movies in in your head, and you're you're a champion. <laughs> I see him on the picture cover, but I can't think who it is. Right, it's going to be multiple choice then. Yeah. A Airstrike, B, China Salesman, C, Wolfuria 2. Paul. Yes, Paul? Uh, A, Airstrike. Oh, good man. Well done. 
What an enticing title, Esther. Yeah, yeah, I don't uh, remember it being called that. I remember seeing it. I'm sure they sent it me to review, and I just refused because I thought. <laughs> I think he gave his most enthusiastic uh, performance in 20 years. <laughs> yeah, airstrike with appearances from Nicholas A., Adrian Brody, and Simon Yam. Its yeah, Chinese release Brody, was delayed due to guest star Fan Bingbing's tax evasion scandal. Whoops. Funnily enough, that coincided with a shotgun wedding to Wesley Snipes. I wish the happy couple all the best in their new life in Holland. I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious, was it any good? If, if Paul like, watched it, or was it uh, Bruce Willis reading off... Um... His uh, cue cards again. I've heard he gave uh, his best enthusiasm. He gave his most enthusiastic performance in in a few years. Is is what I've is what I've heard. Yeah, which is not ex- which is not saying much. But... Out of availability, so I just I just knew the story because of the Fun Bing Bing tax thing that uh, uh, that was mentioned. So he he went from you know very bored to deeply fatigued in airstrike, and there's there's a difference. There's a big difference. Uh, question three: Andy Lau, Wang Jing. A match made in heaven, but can you name as actor and director respectively their first film collaboration? <laughs> well, okay, looks like some another multiple choice. You, you, you've gone, you, you've gone for some uh, almost deep cuts uh, here. Well done. Keep you on your toes, buddy. Keep yeah. you on your toes. A, the crazy companies. B, Magic Crystal. C, God of Gamblers. Paul. Yes, Paul. David. I'm gonna say A, Crazy Companies. No, you were incorrect. Dave, what was your answer, buddy? I think it is Magic Crystal. You are right. Yeah, well know. done, man. Well done. 1986, Magic Crystal. Crazy Company's 88, God of Gamblers 89. Uh, Magic Crystal was the first of, by my count, 26 collaborations between Star and Director. <laughs> and yes, I did the research because Whoa. I'm a professional. God damn it. And that was between 1986 and 1989 alone. And 26 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it also co-stars the the Asian Macaulay Culkin, Mr. Uh, Little Bun Bun. <laughs> there should have been more uh, home-based traps in that movie, I feel. There was uh, the Mr. Trick there. Here we go, guys. So far, it's pretty much all even. Phil, it's your chance, buddy. It's uh, your yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay out of my tongue, just... Don't answer Michael Wong on every question, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> he might turn up, I don't One know. One of them will be. That would be the answer for one of them. I'm just going to say Michael Wong somewhere. It's all it's all yours, Phil. You got this, man. You got this. Question four. What year did the Hong Kong motion picture rating system come into effect? Oh, God. I know this is wrong. Ken, taking a chance here. Ooh, Ken. I'm going to say 1988. Oh, my God. Yes, you're correct, you're buddy. Well Thank done. Oh, well done, Two Ken. points. Wow. Two points yeah. for Kenny. Well done, buddy. Very, really, really good effort. It was, uh, yeah, it was said to be um, a better tomorrow in 1986. I started the ball rolling regarding violence in Hong Kong cinema and its effect on the youth. And thus the rating system was established a year or so later. Retroactively, a better tomorrow itself was rated 2B by Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. <laughs> I dare, I hereby, hereby give you two and B. You know, you know, I can very much imagine that because he, the story is that the youth really looked up to Chai and Fat's character. So I imagine the, the moral panic started, like they can't think he's cool because he's killing people and stuff like that. So I can imagine that, that there was some concern, there, even though it's like harmless now. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think there was um, basically just some kind of uh, guidelines that the, the Hong Kong cinema industry needed to follow. And then 
in 88 it was actually kind of established the uh, the rating system um itself good job kenny very well done question five this one's for you philly come on man many actors have portrayed fictional martial artist chen zen but which of these actors have portrayed on screen both chen zen and also his real life master huo huanja guessing it's multiple choice a donnie yen b bruce Lai. C, Jet Li. I'm going to say Phil. I'm going to go yep. for uh, Jet Li. Yes, Philly. Good man. I was that tempted by Donnie Yen, you see, and I was like, no, that's not quite right. It's not. Obviously, it, Chen Zen was the... Uh, it was, yeah. It's head-to-head between them. Yeah, they both uh, both have played him, uh, well, played Chen Zen in the past. Jet yes. Li uh, obviously portrayed the Sifu of his Fist of Legend character in 2006's Fearless, but Donnie played Chen Zen in the Fist of Fury TV series before returning to the character in Legend of the Fist. And uh, Bruce Lai offered his take on the character in Bruce Bloitation sequels, Fist of Fury 2 and 3. <laughs> I, I love how confusing that is. I, I, I'd love to sink my teeth into the Bruce Bloitation thing where they, because you, you've got the Jackie Chan uh, new Fist of Fury, but then you have earlier stuff, Fist of Fury 2 and 3. And I, I'm, I'm like curious, who, um, who did it better? I have a feeling the Bruce Bloitation movies were much more fun. Then the Jackie mm-hmm. Chan two-hour uh, mm. boar fest. Um. Yeah, I think that Fist of Fury two is is better than New Fist of Fury easily. Probably one of the best Bruce quotations. Because one of them went back to like uh, the same look. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of uh, the Big Boss two. Went back to like the same locations and uh, and stuff yeah. like that. So some some of those movies are becoming more available, even if it's uh, through through like battered film prints. But uh, some of them are becoming more available, so we can see how well or not well, those uh, cash-ins on the Bruce Lee movies did. And I, I have a little perverse fascination with such exploitation, if you will. So, But uh, it can be mighty offensive, Game of Death. Well, Ken has just established that he's a pervert, something we already knew. Okay. <laughs> That's why I knew the 1988 <laughs> question, because it's research <laughs> from this week in Sleeves that I remember <laughs> from my head. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, the scores on the doors so far, pretty even point each but ken is on top with three points good stuff guys good stuff round two lads i think we're turning japanese let's dive into our next round on japanese cinema everyone ready let me get a hell yeah someone give me a hell yeah oh yeah that was really good yes i'm enthusiastic in the room (laughs) (laughs) that your man was in the room quest quest question question one which 2001 animated film shares its name and plot elements with a silent film from the 1920s? I think going forward, I'm going to give five seconds of silence. If no one buzzes in, I'm going to state the multiple choice, okay? So A, Outside the Law, B, Underworld, C, Metropolis. C. Uh, sorry, Paul, C. Paul, C, Metropolis. Well done, mate. Yeah, you are right. It was uh, Rintaro's Metropolis, although based on Samu Tezuka's manga of the same name, has more in common with the Fritz Lang silent era feature from 1927. Mm-hmm. Maybe that old piece of junk would have benefited from a screenplay by Katsuhiro Otomo, am I right? Was that any good, Paul, uh, Metropolis? I've I, I seen it listed, uh, like special editions I think are out there, but I never picked it up, uh, that uh, anime. Yeah, it's not bad for the time. Uh, fairly entertaining. It hits a lot of the same you know, points you'd expect. 
Is it like a remake or is it just set in like a similar type of uh, universe and uh, recreates like imagery, iconic imagery from Fritz, Fritz Lang's film? I mean, you can you can see some of the themes are carried over, but you know they it's it's definitely very stylized and it's mm. not it's not exactly the same story. So it's his own thing. Yeah, I think it takes influence from it, but it's just kind of its own own kind of thing. Check it out, Ken. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of the director. Uh, like yeah. Or Harmageddon, Doom, Megalopolis. Uh, so he's been around uh, like an anim- uh, as an animator and director. Yeah, got some awesome titles under his belt. Okay, question two. Can you name legendary Japanese actor Toshiro Mifune's first appearance in an American film? Ooh. A, Grand Prix. B, Paper Tiger. C, Midway. I've stumped him. Well, it doesn't hurt. Well, it doesn't hurt to to give a uh, to to take a chance, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Phil. Bill. Yep. Yeah. What'd you say, buddy? Sorry. B. B. No. Oh. Incorrect. Ken. Ken. Yes. Uh, a. Grand Prix. I don't know. You are right. No, buddy. is that right? Well done. I thought yeah. that was a, a race car movie. It is. It is. So yeah, nineteen sixty-six, directed by John Steve Frankenheimer. Steve? Oh no, not Steve McQueen. No, no, it's uh, it's John John Frankenheimer film from 1960. You think of the Le Mans, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, John Frankenheimer, who would go on to direct Mifune in The Challenge, starring everyone's favorite bootleg David Carradine, Scott Glenn. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Ouch! Ouch! Question three. Moving on before he comes to get me. Question three. (laughs) Which video game series? was launched with a semi-remake of the 1989 video game spin-off of Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Sweet Home. Ken. Ken? Yep. No, you, you know what? Uh, I take it back. I, I think I'm on the wrong track. So I, I'm, <laughs> freezing, I'm freezing in time. I'm freezing in time. Okay. Ken's, Ken's moonwalking out of this question. Anybody else? Jump to go. Okay. I'll go with the multiple choice. A. Parasite Eve. B. Resident Evil. C. Fatal Frame. David. Dave? A. Good man. Oh, no, wrong. Sorry. I just wanted to give you a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I you to give back down. No, incorrect, buddy, unfortunately. What was the answer? What Paul. Was... Paul, yep. I'm going to go with C since I played the game. No, dude. No. 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 Oh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I can't give that one. That's Sorry, lads. That's a big red X next to that question. Yeah, it was Resident Evil. The uh, start of Shinji Mikami's survival horror series began life as a conceived remake of the Famicom classic Sweet Home, which was uh, developed alongside the film and released shortly after. I have the movie like fans up somewhere. I'd never had an interest in that game, that old RPG game. But uh, I heard the movie, the 80s movie, right? It's um, yeah. it's not bad. It's, it doesn't seem like this uh, incredibly scary, creepy, horror film but uh, but seems seems good enough uh, and it's it's remained obscure for some reason uh, I, I seem to remember that it's it's some it's some in some kind of rights limbo even so it's uh, it's uh, only on like uh, VHS so sadly yeah fun film but um, yeah massively along, influential in terms of uh, the video game world along the same lines too the the Parasite Eve live action movie is actually really really good as a yes. prequel to the video games Heard about that? Yeah, never seen it. One of the rare instances where where a movie is actually good based on um, 
uh, based on a game, I suppose. They did that a lot in Japan. Yeah, it seems. Um, that was kind of like the... Uh, that normally seemed to be what happened when it comes to video game adaptions rather than, you know, Super Mario Brothers. Um, question for I like that movie, but you know, no, no one protests. Uh, don't get all, uh, don't get all say, testy. Yeah, I, was, I think it's one of the I like it. Screw it, guys. I was, say, I was waiting for people to uh, <laughs> come at me, bro. Uh, Dave, did you shout Dave for no reason? Yes, Tommy. I'm the next category better be one car way movies for 500. I swear to God, <laughs> 40, buddy. We've 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 came and went in terms of Hong Kong, but I think you're gonna do well in. No, I've got no good rounds for you. Sorry, man. You're on your own. <laughs> uh, question four. Who was 2015's official tourism ambassador of Shinjuku? This is like questions that require you to go to know things about life outside. <laughs> Paul? Paul, Paul? yep. Yeah. Uh, was it Hello Kitty? No, man. No, no. Sorry, Paul. You lose a point, my friend. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm that would be a rather creative one. choice. I think so, yeah. Well, let me uh, read out the multiple choices and see what you think. A, Pikachu. B, Godzilla. C, Mario. Ken. Ken, yep. B, taking a chance on the old side. Of course it was. It was uh, the big G himself, who has uh, flattened most of Shinjuku numerous times in the past, but he was appointed tourism ambassador and special resident of the Tokyo Ward in 2015 with a giant head erected over the Toho offices in his honor. I'm sure it's made many a sleepy commuter reject their morning miso soup in terror. It sounds like a rather late thing unless he had been the ambassador like 25 years earlier. You know, it doesn't seem like a very hip thing to do unless like Chin Godzilla was out that year. I don't know. You think that it should have come to him a lot earlier. You think that he should have been a resident years ago. I mean, as I say, he's been, you know, he's been tearing shit up since, you know, 1954. I mean, it takes a long time to settle the beef sometimes, Ken. Yeah, bureaucracy moves slow. I know. know. (laughs) The word word erected alongside Godzilla, please. (laughs) Okay, never again. Sorry about that. Are you okay? You're not triggered, are you? I'm going to take that as he's died. Okay. (laughs) Question five. Can you name... The number of films in Kinji Fukusaku's classic Yakuza film franchise, Battles Without Honor and Humanity, which launched in 1973. Ken. Oh, Kenny. It's just uh, uh, a number oh, out of the blue. I'm going to say five. No, I can see where you're thinking's at, but five is incorrect. Kenny, you lose a point. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry to, sorry to do this to you, man. I'll just swig some Yulmos and get my sorrow over with. <laughs> did, did someone shout the name? No? David. David, what are you saying, buddy? I was going to go with five. If it's not five, I'm going to say there's four films. There's, there's not four. You're actually on minus one now, Dave, for this round. Sorry about that, Captain. Oh, I'd say any bit later than multiple choice. <laughs> wait, wait for the multiple choice, lads. Let's get everybody's score down to zero. <laughs> Okay, so it's A, 8, B, 11, C, 15. Oh, fuck me. Was it really that many? (laughs) Are you sure you're not talking about the Troublesome Night movies? No. (laughs) Because I know those. Unfortunately not. They were going to come up in the first round, but I uh, I passed over them. Anybody just, you know, want to take a shot? I'll say 8. 
No, you're wrong, buddy. Sorry, man. No. Sorry. Anybody else? Roll up. Roll up. <laughs> Lads, there's only two options left. There's three. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you might as well have a guess. One no, 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 don't get to lose any points now. It's, it's, you know, the answers are out there. Well, the answer is out there. Are you looking up the series on Amazon, oh, Paul, to make sure? Oh, <laughs> I can hear it happening. No. Sorry, what were, what were the, um, the multiple choice? A, 8, B, 11, C, 15. A has been answered incorrectly already. David. David, go on, man. It has to be 11. Yes. Good boy. Back on oh, one. Good. Point taken away, point given back. What a legend. Correct. Yeah. You're back in the game, my man. So, Ken, you were right in thinking that it was an original pentology, but then came three films following new characters, but with much of the same cast and director. And then another three films, one standalone, a remake, and the most recent film, which was a sequel to the remake, if I'm not mistaken. It does exist. I'm just uh, unsure on its on its contents. But, yeah, well done, lads. Well, well not well done. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking back to, like, how many were there in the box set? But obviously the box sets aren't complete uh... Uh, or uh, they they focus on one set and then yeah the first five i think is is kind of become uh quite available yeah the rest are kind of a bit dodgy to uh come by but didn't make a uh make a dip as uh toes in this series uh, it's hard a... it's hard to tell of course <laughs> yeah no the recent films i could see what you're thinking there yeah i don't think so i mean he was he was making like the um v cinema uh around the same time but no i don't think he ever um interacted with with the franchise but i could be mistaken it, it's uh, it, it's easy to assume that he's done everything based on 100 plus well, movies based on point. yeah the thousand films in his uh, filmography of course mm. okay where's well that box set hook it up i want it i want it all the mikes on blue you don't want to see you know graphic torture no sorry i'm, 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 I'm I thought I was Ken then for a second. <laughs> Ken, what did you say? <laughs> you emulated my voice ever so That's splendidly. What... <laughs> oh, I like you. Graphic torture. I'm talking like David Lynch. <laughs> Ken, didn't someone want to once complain that you mispronounced Jackie Chan on the podcast? Years no, it ago? was my, my, you know, to give an insight into the language of it all. In the Swedish language, we don't have hard J's. And someone called me out on like, it wasn't Jackie Chan, it was Jordan Chan. My, my very first YouTube comment when I posted those silly reviews in the 10 years ago, 15 years ago, my first ever comment. Jordan Chan with a silent J, WTF. <laughs> Great, welcome to the internet. I'm going to go away. Oh, that's forever. a nice kind of introduction there. And since you. then, I've uh, been scared uh, to um, go down those routes again. So it's always Jackie Chan, Jordan Chan. I'm a normal person. I can speak. <laughs> the category is Japan. I'm too fragile for YouTube. That's why I left. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty much halfway. We're now at half time. Uh, the scores on the doors are Ken four points. Wow. Phil, Paul, and David all still with one point. Phil, you didn't scare anything that right. Did scare you? Scared me, uh, Phil. <laughs> Phil, you didn't scare... Was it again? Phil, you didn't score anything that round. Uh, Japanese cinema, yeah. I, I, I like it, but um, yeah, I'm going to struggle. Good effort, though, buddy. Yeah, Thank Paul, you. Go. 
Paul, you lost the point, and then David, you lost the point, but got one back, mate. So uh, that was a very, very good effort. Um, striking, course, man. I'm back. Very, very. Oh no, hold on, hold on, Dave, you're on. Yeah, you're on two points, buddy. Sorry. Dave's on two, Ken's on four, Phil and Paul on one. Yeah, you had one, you lost one, and you got one back, so you are now on two. What a combo. Well done, man. Good work. All right. So halfway point, lads. Anybody need uh, a break or anything, or you want to kind of keep trucking? No, I've started Wikipedia over the weekend, so I I have it all in my head. I have it all in my head. Everybody else, uh, yeah, good good. good to go? Okay, man. All right. Michael Wong, is that it yet? Have Have we reached the question yet? That's the whole next category. Um, okay, next up, um, well, our next stop on our tour of the Far East is South Korea. Are you ready for Korean cinema? Mm-hmm. What's Korean cinema? That's good callback. Question one. Some film that I've never heard of, you guys probably never heard of, called Parasite. Last year's mega hit from South Korea makes several nods to a certain British director throughout the film even going as far to feature a glimpse of a DVD box set of said director's films. Name that director. I haven't spotted that. Okay. A, Ridley Scott. B, Christopher Nolan. C, Alfred Hitchcock. Phil. Phil, yep. I'm going to say Alfred Hitchcock. Good man. Well done. I don't know where I got it from. I knew kind of before, and I didn't want to answer just in case I got it wrong, but something was telling me. I don't know. Good work, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, old Bongers himself has said he was mm. very influenced by Hitchcock while making Parasite, and in particular his 1960 classic Psycho. Yeah. Good job, dude. Point maybe, for you. Maybe that's why he did a black and white version yeah, available. Exactly. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah makes sense. Yeah. Um, question two Can you name. The highest-grossing Korean horror film of all time, which, funnily enough, was also the first one to be screened in American theaters. Okay, A. Trying to boost that. Oh, Paul. <clears throat> Go for uh, the host. Nobody. But I'd already started reading the answers, so I'm gonna not gonna take a point off you for that one because I'm, you know, I'm a nice guy. A. Trying to Busan. B. A Tale of Two Sisters. Or C. Into the Mirror. Can so. I'm going to say a sisters. Phil, that was Ken, buddy. I'm sorry. Was Phil, it? Phil got, yeah, he, he, Kenny got in like a millisecond in before you. I'm oh, sorry, dude. Kenny, oh, what you going to say, bud? his name's shorter. No, but exactly. <laughs> Let's get, you know, I respect my elders. Let Phil I'm, have this. One. I respect my elders. What? No, Ken, no. No, no, it's fair. You you, you go, Ken. No, you, you go. No, name. you go. You hang out first. No, you hang out I might first. get it wrong. I'd rather you get it and then I can change my answer. Go on, Ken. You might get for the same answer as me. Tricky. You were in first, man. It's very nice here, but you were in first, dude. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my answer is uh, C, Into the Mirror. Oh, you're wrong, Phil. Uh, Tale of Two Sisters. Good man. See, you know, it all works out when you play by the rules. Tale of Two Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, I'm coming. I'm going to be known as Puh. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need letters uh, for next year. P- PG. Uh, yeah, Ken. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kim Ji Woon's A Tale of Two Sisters, uh, remade in the USA as The Uninvited in 2009 with the new and impaired recipe of 95% less Korean people. Which is very confusing because there is a movie in Korea also called that, which is, I had to ask Paul Queen, like, what is it a remake of The Uninvited? Is it The Uninvited? No, it's A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh. I do love my Korean horror films, I have to say. 
yeah, good job, lads. Good job. And uh, very good display of gentlemen, gentlemanly conduct, which I, I liked a lot. Um, question three. Which Korean film had the honor of being the first film in history to have a sex scene with sign language? Wow. That's, <laughs> was it fun researching that? Yeah. Uh, a, silenced. B, sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. C, glove. David. David. It's sympathy for Mr. Vengeance because I remember watching that scene numerous times. Good job, buddy. <laughs> yep, you are right, man. Watch the it first... again, just for research purposes. I'll watch it again. <laughs> uh, you're right, man. Yeah, the first in Park Chan-wook's Vengeance really has that very distinct privilege. Funnily enough, also the first film in history to confuse the term Achilles heel. <laughs> uh, no one got that, but I did because I recently rewatched the film. Question four. Which Korean actor featured alongside Al Pacino and Anthony Hopkins in director video turd Misconduct. Wow. Uh, okay. A. Lee Byung Hun. B. Choi Min Sik. C. Hwang Jung Min. No one wants to take a chance, even. <laughs> to... well, you're not going to lose any points, lads. I've read, I've read the answers. Phil, A. You're right, buddy. Yeah. Oh, right, just, Lee Byung Hun. That was a guess, to be fair. I yeah, so, man, it's always good. Good to. Yeah. Uh, Where is this in the old uh, timeline? Uh, you mean the film? Yeah, was it like yeah, five it was years ago? Or 2016. Uh, yeah, it was the first directorial feature from writer and producer Shintaro Shimasawa, who was also camera operator on Motorcycle vs. Car Drift Battle Part 4, which in my personal opinion was the best one. <laughs> so so uh, this is like post-G.I. Uh, Joe Lee byung then. This, yeah, quite, quite recently. It killed his career. Uh, can you name, guys, the title... Of the Korean remake of Infernal Affairs. Paul? Go on, Paul. Infernal Affairs? No. Sorry, man. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a minus for you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, I think you're on zero again now, Paul. Sorry about that, man. I uh, end as I begin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you the multiple choices. Uh, a, City of Damnation. B, confidential assignment, or C, two cops? Kim. Go on, Kim. I'll take a chance on A. You're right, man. City of Damnation. Never Good heard eff- of them actually remaking it. It must have been either very bad or very small. Has, has anyone else heard of that? I have no idea. I hadn't heard of it until I started. Well, I want to uh, watch it now. Just on the basis that it's the remake. I of mean, it. they remade about it tomorrow unsuccessfully speaking of another Hong Kong movie but maybe this is an easier remake Korea does well with thrillers you know it's not high concept like high concept action that they need to emulate well it was it was the Korea so the Korean remake of yeah the Hong Kong classic Infernal Affairs it was released in 2009 the filmmakers went for the choice of morphing Andrew Lau and Anne Lamax gritty crime film into the very local genre of gangster comedy so uh, he's an undercover cop and he's in the police <laughs> what, what wacky adventures might happen now it was uh, that opposed to um, Scorsese's who? Scorsese's choice of turning it into a charity piece to fund romancing of girls no older than 25 and getting chubby on speedboats which I'm all for Okay. very well done gentlemen um, that was uh, a good 
a very good effort, I think. A couple of uh, a couple of toughies in there, but I think you pulled through. Ken, you're on five points. Phil, you're on three points. Paul, you're on zero. And David, you're on three. So, lads, it's neck and neck between Phil and David. Ken, you're on top, and Paul, come on, man, you got this. You can, you can, you can do this. I can feel it. Uh, as we whiz over to our next category, which is the final round, it's all to play for. We've got a little bit of a hybrid category. Didn't want to leave uh, these two places out. We're double teaming the two ties, Thailand and Taiwan. Oh God. Okay. No, Ken's got this. On <laughs> Thailand? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all, yeah. We got a nice mix of questions. I barely I know who Tony, who Tony Jai is, so I've no chance. Uh, it's all to play for. Okay, question one: at the height of Tony Jai, <laughs> at, at the height of Tony Jai mania, a lot of movies he made as a stuntman or extra were unleashed on the DVD market under new names. One of these, 1996's Mission Hunter 2, put out in the West as Battle Warrior. Borrows the soundtrack from which Alan Silvestri score? Wow, Jesus, Tom. <laughs> this one was one I actually just remembered. <laughs> I did any it sounds research. like the deepest cut of all. Yeah, so uh, I'll read the multiple choices. A, the Delta Force. B, Predator. C, Judge Dredd. David. Go on, Dave. I'm going to say Predator. I think no, man. What? No. Good guess, though, dude. Good Phil. guess. Go on, Phil. Delta Force. No. Incorrect. Oh! It was. It was Judge, it was Judge Dredd. Guys. Oh, you got this question. <laughs> <laughs> it was Judge Dredd, guys. Yeah, that uh, that film again was uh, Mission Hunter 2, containing some of Panaritakrai's early pre-Ongback breakout action direction, which he also shows up in as a zombie, a nice factoid to whiz out at your next cocktail party. Yeah, they, they didn't pull from like yeah, an older score. When did you say the time movie was made? Like a year or two after Judge Dredd? Yes, it was a year after. So, so they had that on CD lying around or something. Well, yeah, they didn't steal, you know, uh, the Cure song or Cocktail Twins or the V, but they did uh, steal, yes, yeah, Sylvester's kind of main main theme, uh, which was awesome. For bonus points, can you hum the score from Judge Dredd? Can go. You're on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Paul, do you want that one? Come on, man. Sorry, what was it? Uh, Judge Dredd 2012, you said? No, 1995, unfortunately. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> right, question two. Mm. 2009's Raging Phoenix, starring G.G.R. Yannin, uses a fictional fighting style called May Ray Youth, which fuses what two elements together? A, kung fu and ballroom dancing. B, muay thai and break dancing. Or C, aikido and square dancing. David, go on, Dave. Yes, it's uh, B. You are right, my friend. Well done. Muay thai and break dancing. Yep, very distinct and unusual combination of styles uh, utilized in the film. Which you also incorporate drunken boxing. Not for me. If I want to see drunken boxing, I just stick my head out my window on a Saturday night. Ringside hey. seat. C-, C sounded very much like a Tom man, so like square dancing. I'm going to try and trip <laughs> them up. <laughs> I did my best to uh, yeah confuse with that one. Uh, but well done on that one, David. That is a point for you, my friend. Right, question three. 1989, 
David Lamb lookalike, Tony Lung Chue, Stara, A City of Sadness, was the first of which director's Taiwanese trilogy focusing on Taiwan's history? Ken. Go on, Ken. Uh, if I'm pronouncing the guy's name right, Hao Xiao Xian. Completely right, buddy. Well done. That's two points for you, man. Very good effort. Research again. <laughs> Show research. Stuff that doesn't appeal to me yet, I know. it. That, that's rather horrible. Supposed to be one of Tony's best, but I haven't I've had the courage. I, I, I to heard see his it. movies are super boring, <laughs> like Assassin <laughs> and all those movies. But hey, it, it's it's simply not for me. So, yeah, but um, you know, you were correct. The other two films in the trilogy were the Puppet Master from 1993, not that Puppet Master, uh, and Good Men, Good Women. Like, like welcome to Hollywood, Taiwan, uh, Taiwan auteur, Puppet Master. Well, they gave one to Ronnie Yu. They gave two to Ronnie Yu, didn't they? So, <laughs> two Puppet Masters. Or two, two horror films, two uh, franchise horror films. Sure, that's so, true. Uh, true. If people were wondering, and it is Bride of Chucky and Lee Jackson. What was that, Dave? It is true. I do share a, a striking resemblance to a Little Tony, so thank resemblance. you for that call-out. Twin brother, I, I was going to say. I don't know how you uh, you don't look in the mirror every day and uh, you know uh, realize that you're not an undercover cop. You have to kind of talk yourself out of it. Well, like today I look like Ip Man. Right now. <laughs> Uh, hopefully uh, your ending is not censored by uh, China question four the lovely talented beautiful Shuki started her acting career in 1995 but with which which film features her only writing credit A all you need is love B the last woman standing C my best friend's wedding Ooh, it's all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Phil, the last woman standing. Oh, dude, unfortunately. Oh. That's incorrect. Yeah, that's Good shot, though. Paul. This is not the type. Go on, Paul. This is not the type. No, unfortunately Question. not. So not. Sorry, what did you say, Dave? Dave has... Uh, I was just going to say, this isn't the, the type of question that I would associate with uh, Suchi. Yeah, it's it's a bit of an odd one. I had no idea that that um, she had uh, wrote a film, but yeah, she funnily enough shares writing credit with a bunch of different people, including both directors of the film, Richie Wren and Andy Luo. So, lads, that's another red cross um, for that one. But I appreciate your effort, lads. It's it's the final question. Good call. Uh, off our quiz tonight. Are you are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. Ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Brace yourself. Come on, lads. Uh, it's all to play for. Philip Quark, actor, martial artist, stuntman, and overall badass. Can you name the James Bond film he appeared in? Oh, it's tense. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go multiple choice because I can't hear anybody. Yeah, okay, let's go multiple choice. A, the world is not enough. B, die another day. C, tomorrow never dies. Ken. Go on, Ken. The, whatever die another day was. Oh, incorrect, my friend, uh, unfortunately. Paul. That was Paul. Sorry, Phil. Go on, Paul. Uh, the world is not enough. Nobody. So, yeah, sorry, Phil. What was your answer? 
No, to be fair, it was a world of nothing. I thought it was a world of nothing. Off, to be fair, so yeah. Sorry, lads. Very good effort, but uh, yeah, tomorrow never dies. He played General Chang, the film that saw Michelle uh, Yeoh yeah. make her appearance as a Bond girl. He's uh, only in one scene, from what I can recall. But one clock is better than none. Wee. Lads. So talk amongst yourself. I'm going to quickly tot up the score here. Which one was Kenneth Chang in? Uh, Dying of the Day, yeah. Was that Dying of the Day? Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's the general in that one. Um, but I th- I th- I th- that's what I thought you were. You were on the long, you were along the right lines there, Kenny. Or you thinking along the right lines? Yeah, standing yeah. proudly next to my fellow Kens. That was totally it. <laughs> that was totally it. <laughs> Slash, right, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> Anybody got any I mean, yeah, me, me, Michelle Yeoh fight scenes. The, maybe they needed to have some Hong Kong comrades on there to. Uh, Settle her in, or maybe uh, choreograph some stuff. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Bring your biscuits, team biscuits. Because there was a fight scene or two in that, right? So uh, Michelle got to strut her stuff a little bit. Yeah, she gets her own couple of own own fight scenes in that one, which is awesome. Which James Bond movie did he uh, use a telephone to remote control his car? That's the one, buddy. Yeah, tomorrow never dies. Is that yeah. tomorrow never dies? Because uh, I always remember like. Let's show the brand of the telephone and then start. <laughs> Can you remember that brand for a bonus point? <laughs> maybe it wasn't back then. Maybe it wasn't Ericsson. Who knows? You know, Sony, yeah. Maybe they were around it, back then. I think it was a Motorola, was he or not? I don't know. What were you going to go with, Phil? What was your guess? Siemens. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm still adding here, Ken. Still adding. <laughs> keep adding. Keep adding. You're not even double fingers, Ken, but um, he's still no, adding on no his way. fingers. Uh, one and one is two. Sadly, no bonus category for me and Phil to uh, to uh, show our uh, expert Michael Wong knowledge. I know, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Gee, there's yeah, no Wong. No, there's no Michael Wine. I do have a tiebreaker. We'll reveal it in a second, but we don't need a tiebreaker because in last place, sorry, Paul, you are there, my friend, with zero points. Good job, Woo-hoo! though. To clarify, Good he result. had points, so he did get points. <laughs> he lost them, yeah, yeah by the cruel, cruel quiz master. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I got two into the role. Um, third place, it's Phil G. You're right, Phil. He's three points. Good effort, though, dude. Thanks, dude. Uh, very, very good effort. That's how Birmingham people talk to each other. Thanks, dude. Yeah, she's yeah. dude. Thanks, dude. Dude, yeah. serves up. That doesn't sound authentic, Ken. What are you trying to say? You're not trying to say. You're trying to say we're not from the the tough, tough streets of <laughs> <Exactly>. Birmingham. <laughs> Straight out of Birmingham. You're not industrial enough. Straight out of How's Owen. Right. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's <laughs> the ball ring. <laughs> right. And in uh, second place with that silver medal. Sorry, uh, Phil, you do get bronze for that one. Thanks. Cheers, makes you feel any better. Yeah, too. Is David with four points, which means Ken gets the gold with seven points. And is, oh, uh, nice. is our winner uh, tonight, our winner of the Podcast on Fire Christmas Quiz 2020. Well done, my friend. Thank Your you, prize you. is the gift of my friendship. And I want you to look after it, to cherish it, and long may it prosper. Just, just, just don't call me on Sundays because I'm kind of busy then with things. Towards the end of the week, I have a few errands to run normally as well. I'm here for you 57% of the time, and that, and that's for life is what is what I'm trying to try and tell. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to say I think that uh, there was a miscalculation <laughs> in the counting, and I won all the questions. Stop the steal because yeah, stop the steal, and uh, that's the way it is. I just I won everything. Okay. Law and order. Law and order. 
<laughs> wisdom and courage. Wisdom and courage. This is my courtroom, and I will not have that that filthy interjection in here from Donald. Donnie, if you can just zip it for now. You lost. Okay, I'm sorry. Go back to tanning or something. Whatever it is you do, dude. Okay. That was an incredible uh, depth to those uh, questions. Uh, so well done, Tom, for uh, cra- crafting some um, some some deep cuts. And uh, even if you like, uh, you you centered it around par- parasite. And I didn't know that. And I got a, like a craving to try and find a reference in question. Like, where is the Hitchcock box set uh, in Parasite? So, yeah, it's rather cool. Glad to hear that. I hope everyone's had a, had a, had a good good time. Um, does everyone want to know the tiebreaker question? The head-to-head sudden death question? Sure yeah. Thing. Okay. Yes, here we go. How many so movies is... have Michael Wong done in total Listen, you say michael wong one more time you ejected <laughs> from the call i'm sorry ken i don't care that's how it's gotta be that's how it's gotta be dude michael right michael wong michael wong michael wong guys this is just for pride now there's no monetary value uh pride only how many times has legendary tough guy dick way appeared in a three brothers film and I mean, one, two, or all the brothers appearing on screen with Dick, uh, excluding films, any one of them is produced or directed where Dick appears. Strictly, they appeared in the film together. It's kind of it's kind of difficult. You think you know, but then it is kind of difficult when you figure. Yeah, it out. this one, this one, yeah, it kind of took me by surprise. I thought it was quite a small figure, to be honest. But A fifteen, B twenty, C twenty five. I wouldn't have been anywhere near that if I. <laughs> Were you thinking higher or lower? Uh, I, I was thinking way lower. Uh, oh, okay. Just Interesting. I thought I thought it would have been more, to be honest. In this, anybody want to take a guess, lads? You're not going to lose any points now. Don't worry, <laughs> it's over. The quiz is over. Well, in that case, I'd feel I'll say eight fifteen. Nobody. Not more. No. no. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. More than that. It's shocking. Was it C twenty five then? No, it wasn't. Yeah, but, uh, good guess, lads. Yeah, right in the middle. B twenty films. Yeah. Uh, I. Double checked and triple checked and uh, cross checked, uh, and I, I thought it was quite small. You know, thinking about how many films they appeared in, either together with Dick or just one of them with Dick or a couple of them with Dick. Uh, but yeah, Prodigal Son was the first in '81, and the last was Project S, aka Super Cop uh, Two in '93. So you think like you know, the span of what eight years, twenty films? <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a whole lot of years uh, between those two. Like, T- 10 or 11 years or something like that yeah well i thought i kind of thought they their working relationship had kind of carried on in the 90s but no uh super cop 2 was their last collaboration but uh well done guys uh all i'm saying uh now is does anybody else have something they would like to like to say like to bring to the table something that um is going to confuse or amuse or surprise the rest of the guests tonight well, uh, well, I should probably leave you all with some parting words. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to pour a Bailey's while you say Yeah, like, uh, it's going to take a while, so I'm going to nip <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, as someone who usually hosts uh, this thing, and it's lovely to sit back, and uh, well done, Tom, for producing the crap out of this and uh, going all out with uh, with uh, a, a detailed, deep trivia uh, contest. So I well am done. employed, Ken, remember. 
<laughs> got all the time in the world to cross check and triple check and uh, study uh, study showcase uh, movies even if they don't uh, involve uh, very uh, <laughs> even if they don't involve the trivia question i should watch sex and sand 2 again just in case <laughs> no but um i usually say this i should probably say this that thank you to everybody who listened this year we've uh, probably haven't had this incredibly different focus uh with uh we are on sort of a quest to produce a series or two of a, a detailed coverage on movies or as, or as detailed as we can whether doing the michael wong series whether doing the versus series where we put shaw brothers and golden harvest movies against each other uh content such as monkey kung fu against each other and sort of judge the movies based on that but it's been fun i enjoy a sort of sharp focus on such subjects because uh, I learned from it and I challenged myself. So it's been fun to produce. I am very thankful for how such shows have been received, whether it's our Hong Kong uh, related podcasts or the Japanese uh, related podcasts or even the Korean cinema ones. So uh, it's a uh, we're by no means growing extensively, but I'm, the feedback is getting more. Uh, when I say personal, it sounds like uh, it's a negative, but it's getting, you know, more, more frequent and more genuine and very, uh, very heartwarming. And there, there, there's like this, uh, there's always been a great core, but that, that I, I felt that core a little bit strongly, uh, stronger this year. And I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I'm, I have no onwards trouble. Onwards and upwards, buddy. Onwards and upwards. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's, you, you, sh- you should sort of appreciate uh, that's sometimes what you do is uh, is more meaningful than um, you might think. Uh, this has been a difficult year for many because of uh, obviously coronavirus, but uh, lockdown and people need uh, entertainment, want entertainment, and maybe some have turned to something that doesn't concern Drugs. real life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's been a difficult year, and I've I've heard here and there that um, to turn to this uh, show, despite um, it being, you know, about uh, stuffy movie reviewing, maybe. It's it's uh, been a little safe haven away from uh, bad things happening all around the world. That hopefully it's on, on uh, that's going to be, get better next year, of course, in 2021. So very thankful. Don't take it for granted. And I have no trouble motivating myself to produce uh, what we do, whether it's from our own uh, minds or feedback from listeners for instance the versus series was not my idea that was poffy story and jay lee's idea we uh and uh we have uh ticked off his uh various uh, movie choices but it's a long way of saying that uh, uh we're very grateful we're going to be here next year after a little break and uh, it was uh, very nice to just lean back and uh, and uh not produce for once uh and uh i'm uh it was not horrible to not work for once it was nice to not work <laughs> glad you had a good time kenny I, I don't think i could have said it better uh myself in terms of what you were trying to get at and and also and i must say this because you you, you guys are here but uh, nothing would be possible if i didn't have co-hosts on because you all bring a substantial amount of research and notes and therefore the discussions are transformed into uh, what they are and uh, by myself would not have been possible at all really uh so uh, thanks to anyone you you guys included for participating and uh, let's um, let's continue next year and uh, see what kind of angles we can find to our podcast uh, 
coverage. Um, my, my, my suggestion to Paul Fox is that uh, uh, let's do you. You can do the episode by episode breakdown of Super Dimension Fortress Macross. And when you're done with that, awesome. which is which is 32 episodes, doesn't sound long. But when you're done with that, we can do Macross Plus. That's four episodes, and that's when I join you for the podcast. So have fun, Paul, and I'll see you after 32 episodes of uh, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, <laughs> including all the Robotech uh, variations and re-editing. Jeez. So, Paul, have fun. Have fun. I'll, I'll record a call, and you can uh, you you can do that breakdown. That's, you're, you're uh, that's that, a lot right? of homework there, Paul. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Not without any hesitation. He's in. Good good sales pitch there, Ken. Well, you didn't really say it to him. You, you told him he was doing it, and if he didn't do it, then he'd be off the network. Did you use you use the same thing you know you use with me, right? With other people, same threats. Yeah, that that, that was awfully threatening, wasn't it? Ah, yeah, I was terrified. What a, what a tyrant I, I am! I, I did a small poo in my pants. Paul, what would you pick? Like, what, what's easier to rewatch if we stay a little bit on Macross? Is it easier to rewatch it in its Robotech? version or do you st- stick to the the unaltered japanese macros if you go back to those 32 episodes or 36 episodes um wow it, the because the english dub is very nostalgic for me i can easily watch at least the macros run and uh, i think but i think i prefer it having seen it in the japanese now a couple times i prefer it in that format just because that's the way it originally aired so yeah, very cool, very cool. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll pass the baton on if uh, anyone else want to say something and uh, express uh, gratitude or not. As a matter of fact, because 2020 was, uh, was a, was a difficult year. Phil, David, come on, I want to hear it. David hey, here. Hey, come on, that wasn't very enthusiastic. Some more <laughs> detail, please. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That was better, Phil, but not no, not a lot better. Go on, Phil, you take the mic. Give me to a beatbox for you. We're the podcast people all along. That's it. I'm <laughs> One bar from Mr. Yeah. Phil. Incredible. Good times. Good times. So Phil's going to leave with the podcast. David, would you like to say anything uh, that's in word form rather than audio? That yeah, absolutely. Doesn't make sense at all, but go for it. I'd say first of all, it's been a, a pleasure really hearing all of your your voices. It's it's been a, a long time, especially for me. I know I've been uh, hiding a little bit. You you've been painting like an elite uh, artist, just cranking them out. Your paintings, well done, David. Yeah, I I, I think that's that's how I'm I'm coping with the the situation. Uh, the lockdown, you know, has had its challenges, and especially being a parent, it it's no easy feat being mm. locked in the, the same space with your 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 child 24 7 but uh, we're making it work um you know and i i really want to express how grateful i am for you guys to continue to to keep producing all that material like ken says i know especially now it's it's really important you know kudos to you guys for for really just continuing to crank it out man as for a little obscure kind of comment, I will say that during this lockdown, I have found a renewed appreciation for um, Hong Kong actress Steph- oh. Steffi. Steffi. I used Steffi. to think Steffi. Yeah, I used to think Steffi was pretty pretty lightweight, but recently I've I've come to change my mind. I've, I've watched uh, a show that she, a, a series that she's part of where she plays a volleyball coach and i've mm. also watched 
an indie film that she was part of. And she, I have to say, she's pretty solid. Is this the point where like Paul Fox uh, uh, stopped fuming because he knew that David Lamb once disliked Steffi, but now that you know David likes Steffi, you're not fuming anymore, Paul Fox. So what's your what's your stance on Steffi? Past and present. Oh, I mean, I, I have I have nothing but love and admiration for her, uh, either uh, pre or post cookies. So. So therefore, you get, you guys can talk again, <laughs> you and David Lamb. So <laughs> we mended relationships. <laughs> that's the that's the olive branch I'm extending. All right, coming soon. Uh, new Dynasty reports. All Steffi all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's a throwback. All right, uh, but, but now a defunct uh, Dynasty. Have they finally torn it down, or is it simply just closed? Paul, have you heard any reports from Hong Kong? Uh, no, the dynasty is uh, under, uh, it's been sold and is under, the building is under redevelopment last I've been told. So, Redeveloped into what? Or you're not that interested into what it's becoming? <laughs> what, whatever it becomes, it won't be what it was. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of filth to uh, clear out, I suppose. Sounds like your uh, DVD collection, Ken. It's already cleared out. You know that. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm considered filth for having cleared out so much of my DVD collection, which is not true. I have my DVDs just throughout the surrounding <laughs> surrounding area of the DVD <laughs> covers and uh, cases and things like that. So most of it, not all. Stuff that's collectible is kept. Stuff that isn't is uh, long gone. It's like telling a campfire horror story. And then I threw out over... 2,000 cases, of, <laughs> but not for DVDs. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's always fascinating to drop that on social media. Like I, I just threw, threw them all out and put my disc in uh, big old uh, disc bags and I'm um, a happier man because of it. And 99% of the stories are like, how could you? I think someone's OCD is probably you know flaring up, but if you're happy to do it, dude, then uh, just you do you, babe. I like space and um, finding stuff easily, and that's my situation uh, right now. So. The key, the key to happiness, mm-hmm. space, and being able to find things like your false teeth. I, I just got like the knockoff uh, Blu-ray film, and uh, there was nothing like in it in the case as such. So the slipcase and the case might go eventually. Oh! <laughs> Mind you, he's got awful art. I thought they would have updated the artwork on that and made it, you know, something funky. Yeah, and no, not even stuff. a booklet and things like that. I mean, I, I love that knockoff is on Blu-ray, and I'm looking forward to rewatching it for our coverage. What artwork do they use on that one? Is it just the, the generic, the standard cover? Yes, with uh, Van Damme in the gun stance, and uh, so uh, not, not even like a playful uh, like redesign involving the, the, the knockoff products or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, and he's. Yeah, I like that poster, but yeah, they could have. I mean, I think for the Blu-ray release, it's always good to have something, uh, you know, as as Phil was saying, a bit sexy cooked up, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than the kind of standard poster that you know you've seen seen a lot of times before. So so yeah, you'll have to um, travel here yourself if you want to grab that slipcase and case before it gets thrown off, uh, thrown off the off, (laughs) thrown away. Have a disc, uh, uh, put in my disc bag. So if you want to save the knockoff slipcase and case, uh, just uh, book a ticket now and. uh, I'll uh, sl- slip it out the mailbox for you. Ken, how come when I said I was going to show up to your house with a tent, you said hell no, but Phil gets like an invite into your house? I don't understand. Where do I where do I stand in this relationship? I'm difficult, you know that. <laughs> I know. That's what I love about you. 
like going into this podcast uh, like going into this podcast i was like is social interaction required mm, i'm not too <laughs> sure about to this semi semi yeah. <laughs> guys it's been it's, it's it's been amazing shall i shall i you know wish everyone a happy christmas and and say goodbye is yeah. it that is it that time is that time ken you're the producer don't ask me I think it's I've had enough. You right. decide. They've all had enough. We've all had enough. No, as as Ken was hinting at, yeah, I think it's been a you know a very strange year, but I think uh, we've all pulled through, as I was alluding to, you know, at the start of the show. And 2021 is going to be a better year just by default, I think. But yeah, it's good that we've kept going, kept chugging along in terms of uh, the show. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank all you guys for, you know, finding the time to party tonight and, you know, finding the time to party in our previous get-togethers. It's definitely made the year go and, uh, it will, you know, the year in general go a lot faster, but definitely made lockdown go a bit faster. Been I mean, able to get together on a on a weekend on Skype and uh, shoot the shit, so... Well, 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 well kudos to you for, uh, for maintaining... Uh... The, the, in, in all seriousness maintaining the social interaction because uh, you are more of a social butterfly so you uh, you put out uh, the sort of uh, calls to to just gather on a saturday and uh, just uh, shoot the shit for for a couple of hours so you maintain the um, interaction uh, with uh, a variety of uh, people so kudos to you tom for uh, being a guiding light Thank you. I like the way you said kudos. Um, and also, I, I mean, I look in the mirror and I see a dusty moth rather than a butterfly, but I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, as, as I was saying, happy Christmas to all of you and happy Christmas to the listeners at home. Um, and if there's nothing else anybody else would like to add. Yeah, uh, Tom, I would say um, oh, I'm, yes. I'm mildly grateful for you to be being uh, cute as a button. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that in writing, Dave, please? I can't wait till this pandemic is over and I can meet you in person and we can make out. Right, that escalated quite quickly. I, I mean, some, <laughs> some light petting. No full face, right in. Uh, Put the mask on. Mask on, mask on. Protected, yeah. Look, as, as every expecting? great Christmas Hallmark movie always ends, and there's a reveal a and a kiss. So <laughs> what a way to cap it off. But how did they do in film? Uh, Filmark, Jesus, Hallmark Land uh, during uh, during uh, a year such as this? Did they create like um, uh, romantic Christmas movies, but involving like masks and face shields and what have you? Oh, they've got a record number this year. I'm, my guess is they shot them all last year before all this uh, dropped. Yes. So, so, so we're waiting for next year for the COVID <laughs> Christmas yeah, romance next year. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Jeez. Right. Well. That's all for this year, folks. Stay safe, stay alert, but most of all, stay sexy. I'll see you and the rest of my Motley crew. Uh, we'll see you in 2021. Peace out. Merry Christmas, everybody. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Not all at the same time. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Bye. It was like Santa was in the room. <laughs> Good time. Yeah, oh, that's, I think I think that's I think that's a show. I think that's what the kids yeah. call the podcast. Yeah, that'll be, uh, uh, and uh, I'll have plenty of time to uh, dissect this in editing and uh, change the scores and uh, just manipulate the hell out of it. <laughs> Paul now <laughs> has change, twenty change points. My New Year's resolution is to study hard so I can come back next year and get one point.
Oh, you did you did really well, but my rules were very. Uh, I was a bit of a kind of a uh, a bit tough on the points this year. But I thought we had a little bit of spice to proceedings. I thought it'd make it a bit more interesting. Uh, maybe uh, the same rules but easier questions next year. <laughs> <laughs>